Hello, everyone. This is Pleasant Evenings Book Club. Uh, this week, we're going to be reading a play. Uh, as we're always uh, expanding, we're always uh, exploring new frontiers in Pleasant Evenings Book Club. We decided to have a couple of pleasant evenings with Anton Chekhov's Uncle Vanya this week. Uh, joining us today, as always, is, uh, um, is Roberto speaking, joined by Hannah. Do uh, you want to say hi? Hey there. And uh, Corbin. Hi, listeners. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I don't know if you want any any background on on Uncle Vanya. This was the first written, but in its final form, the second put on of Anton Chekhov's famous four last great plays. First, uh, it first came on as a play called like The Wood Monster, where the Wood Demon actually the yeah. Wood Demon. Yeah, it bombed horribly. He shelved it. Didn't put it. Didn't put anything on for five years until he had a breakthrough with the Seagull, uh, directed by Stanislavski, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can give some broad strokes of the plot if you want. Yeah. Uh, so, essentially, it's um, you know, it's set in, like the Russian countryside. I, I'm not sure like exactly where. I didn't get like a good sense of like what region in russia i was kind of wondering that i they mentioned kharkov i don't know if that's the same as kharkiv i i think uh, ukraine would have been part of russia at this point right so i just i, yeah. I don't actually know I, I that's where i was envisioning it they, they referenced finland yeah but, at the time um, finland was russia yeah yeah it all it kind of adds up to me but um <laughs> so they are in the countryside and essentially there's this estate right and it's owned by this uh you know scholar um whose name is is incredibly difficult. Give me just a moment. I'm going to call him Alexander, because uh, his name is Alexander Serebryakov. Serebryakov, yeah. He's got the hardest name for sure. For sure. <laughs> he, he, you know, he, I guess, was this scholar, but he's sort of gotten old, and uh, essentially, like, his life's work is, you, you know, by um, some arbitrary standard, seems to not have amounted to much. Uh, him and his his wife uh, are are visiting his estate. I, I guess he's you know more accustomed to city life, um, which is sort of managed by his um, the family of his ex wife. That includes his daughter Sonia. Uh, Sophia though is her. Everybody's got like two names in this. It's just very odd the way that they're. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it, do, do you know why that is? Is it so many nicknames yeah, and like it's uh, um. It's like a thing with Russian society. My copy came with a um, note. Um, uh-huh. Like in Russian society, people in the higher classes would mm-hmm. um, affectionately call each other by their French names. So that's why Yelena is Helen sometimes. And uh, Vanya is Jean. And Sonia is Sophie sometimes. I think I'll just use like the easiest names for everyone. So so I'll be using like Sonia, Yelena, Alexander, um Maria, uh, Vanya, uh, uh, Astrov, you know, the waffles for that guy that they call waffles. Waffles. <laughs> we used to know somebody who used that nickname and I, I, I guess it's just, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, so, um, you know, essentially it's, um, you know, the family of his, his dead wife, like the mother, uh, the, the, the brother, the, 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 the titular uncle Vanya, um, Ivan Petrovich Voynitsky. Uh, that one's easy. Um, and then you have, um, yeah, the, 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 
the daughter, his daughter, Sonia, who he seems to have like a weird distant relationship with. There's also this doctor that visits periodically, uh, uh, Mikhail uh, Astrov. Uh, he becomes a pretty major character, but you get the sense that he's just sort of like a like a guy in town who's sort of grown acquainted with them. But they're visiting this estate essentially to like um, you know they're living there. You know, I, you know they're they're visiting in the the, the old timey sense where it's been like months and months and months. Um, Alexander is old and has gouts and. Uh, you know, Yelena is, is quite a bit younger and quite a bit prettier, you know? And she's attracted the attention of both the doctor, uh, Astrov, and uh, Uncle Vanya, you know? Uh, and, and, and they have, you know, they frequently sort of try to, like, pry her from her um, her lifestyle, her marriage to uh, this, this old, um, you know, scholar, who uh, Vanya at one point had quite a bit of respect for, but he now just... Uses sort of like a uh, you know derelict old fool, um, you know they had been friends, and this leads to some like conflict between them. Uh, long story short, uh, this the tension sort of builds uh, through like a lot of very intense language, till uh, at one point, uh, y- y- you know, attention's kind of erupt, and um, uh, Vanya takes a shot or two at. Uh, Alexander, uh, after finding out that he plans to sell the estate, which you know he owns, but Vanya has been managing, and that, that's where sort of the 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 crux of the conflict of the story goes. I, I think at that point I'll probably just cut it. So you know, I feel like that's enough context to just discuss the uh, like the people and the and the events. Yeah, like the, mo- the the whole play could just be summarized as like uh, Professor visits the estate of his deceased wife run by her brother and his and their daughter they get on each other's nerves and then they leave (laughs) yeah yeah i like how casually you just said takes a shot or two that's kind of like the (laughs) yeah i wanted to leave that i wanted to leave that ambiguous until we really have to like land on it but uh (laughs) i guess i I got cats out of the bag now he literally takes a shot or two at him you know (laughs) pistols drawn <laughs> but uh you know <laughs> like yeah. yeah if you haven't read it like i think the the power comes in the language and the the oh for sure the details of the dynamic so like i guess don't worry too much about spoilers but like do yourself the favor you know it's a you could technically read it in an hour maybe you want to put it down every once in a while and think about your life for a second be <laughs> <laughs> hard not to yeah, <laughs> be hard not to. But yeah, I think uh, like Hannah got the, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, spoiler warnings. Hannah got the most of them out. So actually, you're too late. Right. I, yeah, I think there's one thing I forgot. I, I I forgot to mention that Sonya, the daughter, is is very much in love with the the doctor Astrov. As uh, he doesn't seem to requite it. it. Nobody nobody requites anybody's love in this. It's uh, all it's all just. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's just sad. Longing, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, definitely like Astro's rejection of Sonia is like the. I mean, I guess they're all sad in their own way, but it's so sad how like the like Astrov doesn't even, it doesn't even cross his mind to bother rejecting her. Like it's like the whole idea just doesn't even count for him. Yeah, and she's been so like open to it. I I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. And then, like, her complex about being plain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very sad. Very People sad. always used to say someone was p- 
plane. But she's very upset about being. She's everything for her seems to hinge on the fact that she hasn't found a husband. So yeah, I went bored in the way they just like talk about. Like I guess like it was a time too, and like um, a woman being marriageable, like directly affected her quote unquote value in society. So right. it was something people would just talk about openly. Yeah, oh, she's she's a little plain. Right, she's unwed. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's unwed. <laughs> At one point, they call her unwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> which is a shame because you know, like like reading it, like she's got such a big heart. Like she's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really want her at least to be happy. Probably the rest of them can kind of all go to hell, maybe, but. I don't know. She's done no wrong, in my opinion, other than other than just care about the people around her. Yeah. Right. Like maybe she's a little short with, um, the professor. At one point, right, well, but who wouldn't be? He's probably the biggest blowhard. He's probably like the most like. Yeah, he seems to have fully shucked her to the side. I mean, this is his his daughter, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, you work on the farm for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's, that, that blows. Like, he's like, me and my hot wife are moving to the city. You work on the farm your whole life. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to go by order, but, like, I guess we're while we're on that, with the way that the professor kind of starts to decide, at the end, he's like, oh, let's sell this farm that you've been working on all this time. And it was, like, the farm that was purchased as a dowry for her. Right. Which, what a slap in the face. And it should be noted that he wants to sell it so that he can get, like, a home in Finland, like a nice uh, chalet or whatever. There's a word <laughs> they use for it. I can't remember what it is. But, like, a nice, uh, you know, a nice chalet in Finland, you know, with <laughs> with, with mm-hmm. just him and his hot wife. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no one's allowed to come. <laughs> They've been caring for him and his gout this whole time. Like, I uh, I don't know, maybe that's a bit where, like, the dark comedy might emerge. Oh, yeah. But even, like, there are moments where you can, like, um, empathize with him, but... Yeah, I guess for me, there was, like, this really surreal moment in the way that it was framed around, like, Vanya kind of taking his shots at him. And I know we're really talking about the end first, but I know we'll cover (laughs) all of it. It's just a short narrative. There's not a lot that happens, you know. Um, But I I, I couldn't help but notice that it's, like, uh, you know... Like, when Vanya's having his, like, moment, like, his little screaming session, you know, like, at the climax of it all, really, like, the professor is just confused, you know, and, like, everyone around him is like, Vanya, stop, like, like, he isn't spitting straight facts, you know, like, there, there's no, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, this dude wants to sell the fucking farm and move to <laughs> Finland with his wife and leave his daughter and, and, and her uncle, like, nowhere to go. <laughs> it's insane. And the whole time the professor is like, you've lost your mind, dear Vanya. But it's like, no, dude, like, I would be pissed too. Like, Yeah, after all that, know. Sonia, like, he's like, I can't believe he shot at me. And Sonia doesn't go, uh, yeah. crazy he shot at you. She was like, you must understand how we feel, father. <laughs> I bitch, you looked hungry for bullets. It's insane. I would love to right, read his but... "Am I the asshole?" posts. <laughs> right, right on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or if or if Anya wrote, "Am I the asshole for shooting at my asshole brother-in-law?" 
And as, so that's one of the ones you think that, oh, you know, he's the asshole. And then, like, as he explains it, like, right. oh, shit. You're right, an asshole for right, missing. Right. <laughs> 30 years I have toiled and married on this farm. <laughs> what do you think his degree's in? So it's got to be something completely useless. Like, what's a useless wasn't degree? Like, wasn't it, like, art theory? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I th- Yeah, that is useless. Holy shit. <laughs> that is useless. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I, I respect to our art theorists in the audience. Like Vanya, like um, like comes after him, like um, like he calls it like academic, hot air, academic drivel and hot air. Like he says, like right. spend most of the time just reading other people talk about art. <laughs> when he knows nothing about art. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't really get any um details about the content of whatever he's writing. It's probably not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get the sense that he it's just all like superficial, like uh you, you know, masturbatory academia with this mm-hmm. this man. Well there, there's almost a vibe that he was kinda pushed aside from the academic space and that's how he ended up in the country too. Right, because they couldn't afford to live in the city. He's like a Jordan Peterson type. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, like he had like a bright moment and then he just couldn't disgrace that academic, I get it. You know what? And there's also the bit where, um, there's also the bit at the like I don't know why we're just talking about the end first, but like when he's leaving, the last his last words to Astrov is like, "Work, don't idle around." Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Give me some advice. Clean your room. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, Jesus. Well, and, and just like and just like Michaela Peterson, Sonia sure parrots that. Work, work, and you'll get into heaven. Uh-huh. Work? <laughs> you must yeah, be like, a man. Sonia, Sonia feels like comes from a from a. No, it comes from a different like place. a caring place. Like I know, yeah, he, like place, huh? Jordan Peterson does have like this like messiah complex where he thinks that like he's getting to the 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 yellow young boys who They're come right. to me. Um, well, I know he thinks that, but. Um, like Sonia feels like a lot more selfless about it for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, though, as as Jordan Peterson continues his all meat diet, the odds of him getting gout like Alexander increase exponentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that arc for him where he, you know, marries someone <laughs> and then you know disgraces his family. Ah, uh, finally, something to look forward to. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, I. I yeah, I guess yeah. we're gonna do this memento style with that speech that Vanya gives um, Sonia at the end, where he's like, "I'm yeah, 47," yeah. which the way he talks about how old he is, 47 is. I know it's old time, so whatever. Is I'm 47. If I live to be 60, it's 13 more years. How could I live for 13 more years? Like sad because no GF. It's such a sad thing. Like I guess like a lot of the stuff like revolves around all these people putting all their hopes on Yelena. Yeah, yeah. More on love in general, I think. You, you know, all these people have this, like, idea that should they just find this person, they'll be happy. I guess maybe that's exactly what keeps that person out of reach, huh? I don't know. It's like a lot, It's like all these people have kind of, like, given up on life. Right. Like, Astrov is interesting because, like, he, like, he had this passion about the woods. Oh, yeah. I guess, like, as he, like, descends into depression and into his alcoholism... And you know, just into general like hopelessness about everything, hasn't touched his maps or anything. He hasn't really been 
working on that. He's been like putting his practice to the side once like he developed this crush on Yelena. Yeah. Never fall in love with a lady named Helen ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. You know, I never I didn't make that connection. Which is kind of part of any criticism that I could lend towards Uncle Vanya. It's kind of in the in the shadow of some of these Iliadic themes. Yeah. I, most most explicitly in in Helen and, and these conflicts surrounding love over this this young young wife. Yeah, I I feel like she's like in a way kind of cursed. Like, you know, though she's like young and like typically that's a symbol of life to like everyone around her. She's like um, like acting as like a symbol of death. Like they might not see her that way, but. Um, everyone like around her kind of grinds to a halt for her you know Mm -hmm. and i think that includes like all three primary male characters and then to a degree sonya as well um and while she's around like that's just nothing moves you know and then with her leaving um things start to move again you know, and you could say that it's, like, both of them, right? Like, it's her and Alexander. But I, I think that Alexander is, like, in a perpetual stasis almost. Like, I, you know, I don't want to, like, lay too much blame on her because that sounds like a sexist thing or something. And I, I don't think it is. I think this is just how it's kind of written. No, like, I mean, that's um, kind of, like, what Astrov, like, puts at her feet at the end when they're, when they're about yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I didn't really, like, understand that when I first read it. I, I just had to, like, think, like, stew on that for a day or two. Like, she's almost, yeah, she, like, almost carries this, like, curse with her or something. But, she, you know, she doesn't seem like a bad person, so it's not, like, a fault mm-hmm. of hers necessarily. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I again, Alexander himself is, like, this derelict sort of, like, failed, um, you, you know, academic or what have you. But you have to, like, wonder why is he stuck in this state? I mean, even his, like... Um, what is it? His sort of hypochondria about his, uh, you know, his, um, his gout, his gout or, or whatever, but it isn't gout. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be like, um, like solution oriented. Right. And that's because, uh, it, she keeps everyone in the stasis. That's not about solutions. It's about just like wallowing or something, you know, <laughs> which we certainly see Vanya do very well. Like all, uh, um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> It's a lovely day to hang oneself or whatever whatever that line is. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my god. I yeah, I think especially with Vanya, that's a little bit the relationship. No, I guess kind of with Astrov too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she's like I don't know, debilitated by like what her options are as a woman and just a sense of like anxiety like from like all these people putting all these expectations on her. Yeah, well, she's weird because I, she doesn't seem to, like, want to succumb to anyone, right? But she also doesn't seem to want to succumb to herself, you know? Like, you get the sense that pretty sincerely she doesn't really want to be with Alexander. I mean, I mean, doesn't she say at one point to Sonya that her love was, like, illusory? Yeah. Like, she said that she thought she loved him at first. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, you get the sense that she doesn't want to be there anymore, but she also doesn't really want to, like, you know, doesn't necessarily want to give herself up to, like, Astrov or, or Vanya either. And I, she, she does have some confession of feelings towards Astrov at the end, but even those are, like, um, you know, restrained, I feel. Like, it's not 
wholehearted. She's like, yeah, I, I should admit that I did maybe fancy a little bit, you know. But yeah. you get the sense that what she wants is to just be free of probably all of them. But. <laughs> a little bit. I think I want to like differentiate a little bit, but you could make a case that it's this way for either of them. But super highbrow comparison, I know. Uh, like Bojack Horseman and Diane. Oh, yeah. That's where they funny. were kind of like enable each other's like uh pity right like yeah, i think yeah. like um like vanya is like he is a sensitive guy like even he's aware of like how like sensitive and smart he was like even though he wasn't in the academia like he did read all the professor's articles and you know have like an enthusiasm yeah. for what do you say he said i could have been the next dostoyevsky been, or something like yeah yeah could have been schopenhauer dostoyevsky too. yeah schopenhauer that was it yeah <laughs> It's a bold claim. Which also, I guess, goes to show, like, who does he hold up as the pinnacle of of, of thought, if not, like, the most, like, pessimistic and neurotic writers. And... Bro, we're in Russia. That's just, that just comes with the territory. <laughs> that's true. That's that's true. Um, no, I gotta... Well, go ahead. I don't want to change topics, like, immediately. I just had a funny thought. No, that's why I kind of lost the train. Well, I was just thinking that, like, um... There was no initial mention of the gun. Like it just started with the gun being shot. Like Chekhov's gun wasn't wasn't in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? like there was no. It just the first mention of the gun was the gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's true. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, here I am reading Chekhov for the first time ever, and he, he botches the gun thing. Like what? You know, like, what is Your this? Your own gun. What is this? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I guess, this is a, I guess this is a play that starts uh, very, like, in the middle of things. Like, the, the, professor's already, the professor and Elena are already deep into their stay in the country. Like, it starts yeah, with Astrov. Yeah. Like, how long have we known each other? 11 years. They're already deep into this decline, all of them. Right. Uh yeah, the the prequel to this brother Vanya, that's when the gun is mentioned. Right, right, right. Yeah, brother Vanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like one day, one day Ivan went and bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that one was lost to time. I, actually, so the gun was put on the mantle in the Wood Demon, but it was scrapped oh. when he reworked it for. But the gun was still there. You know what I mean? So it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it works <laughs> yeah it's like a yeah it's a kill your darlings thing yeah so like i think like um like yelena is unhappy and vanya has such a like a an eloquent and precise way of being able to put into words how someone's unhappy tent they it seems like they get along even if she doesn't reciprocate like his feelings for her yeah they seem like um like friends do you know what I mean? Not to like friends on Uncle Vanya, but like they, they seem like friends. I, they, they seem like they could have been close. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm going to like say like with the, the most shallow version of like what the love could be. Like I think Vanya is just like full of like resentment and disappointment about like the the life he's wasted. Yeah. Like he did it all in support of this, of the professor who turned out to not be all that. Yeah, classic jordan peterson right yeah he did put everything into professor sarabrikov's patreon and yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bought him 
pounds and pounds of elk meat or whatever. Um. <laughs> uh- and like with Yelena, like he talked about like how he was disappointed that he didn't make a move on her when she was seventeen when she was seventeen. Yeah, damn. Really really a misstep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also I'm guessing it was from a time when he was um a, a better man and didn't just want like a woman to be a vessel for all of his feelings. Back then he would have been a more appropriate age, which would have been thirty seven. <laughs> And Yelena gets along with him, and I think it's like it's a friendship that's like an enduring one because she's aware of how he used to be, and I'm sure he was like a great guy to be around. Like he actually did run the estate out of a sense of love and duty and admiration, like all that. Right. Astrov is an interesting case around Yelena. I don't know if like you want to talk more about like the titular uncle Vanya. I'm sure there's just like layers that we could peel away. Like, Astrov is an interesting case where he had his own project that he is setting aside. Like, Vanya is a dream deferred completely. Like, it, he he doesn't even let... He didn't even let himself have a dream. He did everything in support of some someone else's. Right. So he has this chronic, like, hoping someone else will be his happiness. Astrov is so strange that he, like, um like, he has that thing with the forest. It's a thing that Yelena clearly isn't interested in. Yeah. I love the thing with the forests, so... Yeah, no, like, if we can, like... Maybe I'll go... Maybe I'll, like, leaf through it, but... We're gonna have to talk about climate change eventually here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's, like, a lot to the forests thing, too, as a a thing about... About dreams, about, um, like... Oh, yeah. Like, having these... Having this hope to have efforts that create good that outlives you. Right. Yeah, well, but like, he, what was his like pitch to Yelena at the end? Like, why do like when they're about to leave? It's like, why don't you stay? Like, like your melancholy like ch- is gonna catch up to you, and that could be in Kharkov, or it could be here with the forests, where it could be like a out of a Turgenev novel or something. Yeah, like, it's that's a like a, that's a very like sad <clears throat> pitch to give someone. But I don't know if it's like a romantic notion, like like Yelena like laughs with Sonia when she finally gets to say that she's unhappy. So I don't know if it's like uh like and she is attracted to to Astrov and she brings up the speech that Vanya gives about her being a mermaid. Uh when it comes to the idea of um reciprocating uh Astrov's feelings. So I don't know if it's like the appeal of just like this pure romanticism. Like whether it's for this ideological notion of the woods or at, le- at least an embrace of a doomed love. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is, yeah, that's something interesting about Astro. Like, even when he's sad, like, he <laughs> goes so, so, um, he embraces it so fully. Right. Yeah, gosh. I, some of that, like, language about ecological destruction was, like, really, like, getting, <laughs> getting to me. <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. not like, um, not like psychologically, just like wow, this is like just so ahead of its time. I you know yeah. or just make this about doomer shit again, but I it really like. <laughs> but I like the way it, yeah, I like the way it runs parallel to like the the disintegration of their dreams, and then also in a way mm. like the disintegration of their kind of relationships. You know, yeah. like um, in a way, this like thriving like home 
that they've built in each other as well as in this these woods is is turning into you know brown mm-hmm. um and yeah dead and, countryside right and like the way that they say that the woods like um like fill the spirit and like make people kinder to one another and all that right um yeah like, the house itself was like this dying um symbol of love like it was purchased as a dowry even mm-hmm. if they didn't have enough right uh, then vanya out of his love gave up his inheritance and worked toiled for you know 10 15 20 years poor vanya and the professor then is like well we could get more <laughs> we could get more dividends if we just sold it oh yeah yeah so me and my hot wife are gonna move to finland y'all can fuck <laughs> off but like the but, professor, someone who's like just not sensitive to all this pain that's happening, like all this decay that's surrounding him, even as his own oh, body's yeah. like, um, like causing him all this pain. Oh yeah, well that's as we said before, he can't even figure out what the pain is. It's his outer, is it rheumatism? But and it's like I whatever mean, it's it is, it's just the opposite of what the doctor tells him. Yeah, I was to say, doesn't Astrov say like pretty like uh, solidly at one point? He's like, yeah, he's got gout. He just, you know, he's being mm-hmm. he's being a shithead, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like, don't call me. I say, I say he's got gout. He says it's rheumatism. I tell him to sit down. He walks around. Right, right, right. The forests and the house, like, it's a great externalization of like the state of these people's souls and relationships. Right, but it's. It's also, like, it's crazy, like, you just found, like, this metaphor that was right there, like, in reality, because that's, he's not wrong about the woods. Yeah, gosh. We need more woods. We need to go to the woods. <laughs> um, Let me find the, I don't remember yeah. if it was when he's talking to, to Sonia in the second act, or if it's when they're talking or when he's showing yelena his maps which specific quote are you are you talking about like the ecological destruction thing because i think that was act one um i'm talking about the time that he's talking about like why he thinks it happens about people just like grasping for what they can when they feel um when they feel desperation right god i was wondering if like anyone like if that stood out to everyone like it didn't hit me until later that speech when I was thinking, like, that's kind of what everyone's doing. Like, they're, like, like the, the professor maybe selling off the house could be that. Just, like, wants to give dignity to his last days. Um, or Vanya and Astrov a little bit, like, you know, like, grasping at Yelena. Uh, I, think I found the, I found the, the quote. It's, a, it's when he's uh, explaining it to Yelena in, in Act 3. Oh, gotcha. I can understand if in place of the trees we destroyed, we had something. If there were communities, jobs, schools, then people might be better off. But none of that happened. We still have the same swamps, the same mosquitoes, the same poverty, the same diseases. What we're seeing here is the result of uncontrolled struggle for survival. A man is freezing, hungry, sick, trying to save what's left of his life, trying to take care of his children. So what does he do? He lets instinct take over. He grabs whatever he thinks will feed him and keep him warm. He destroys everything around him without a thought for the future. It's almost all gone already, and there's nothing to replace it. God. That shit is, like, so ahead of its time. Yeah. Kind of blows my mind, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 1899. Yeah, like, like, uh, he frames it as, like, these, like, like, this petty desperation. 
Like, there's not the, uh, the larger thing of, you know, of corporations just, like, finding what the cheapest way is of getting the most value out of every bit of land that they can. You could, like, read that into Uncle Vanya. I don't know, like, how politically plugged in Chekhov was. You know, like, the revolution right around the corner. I don't, I don't know how much aware of that he was. Um, the mother, like, a feminist or something? Is it the mother? Yeah, like the a, mom. Yeah, yeah. She's a very... I, I kind of forgot about that. But she, yeah, she's a feminist, and she's, like, a... She's, like, pam reading pamphlets all day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, 1890 Russia of her. <laughs> yeah, so there... I don't know if we want to read, like... I don't know, like, what her, what she does in her free time. To read that about the, about the pamphlets being, like, empty preoccupation, like, simply just consuming all these opinions. And, like, I don't know if I'm... that That's me, like, reading, like, modern whatever like discourse or into it yeah i was watching a vosh stream right before this you better not <laughs> that's, better a, that's a modern day equivalent <laughs> yeah like the the uh the appeal of radicalism is that you think that you're subverting everything and you think that you're um you're like neo seeing through the matrix and suddenly you're like flying above everything not bound to all the rules Right. Oh, that's a good meme you just sent, Corbin. That really, that really applies. I'll read this because it's relevant uh, to those who who cannot see. It's a picture of Calvin of the of Calvin and Hobbes, uh, and he's standing on a log. And he says, "We seem to understand the value of oil, timber, minerals, and housing, but not the value of unspoiled beauty, wildlife, solitude, and spiritual renewal." Echoing the words of our astro. So, damn. Sorry. Okay. So I'm gonna. So in terms of uh, um whatever like political action, like it used to be at least for Astra political action in itself when he would actually go out and plant trees, um but then right. it just becomes this thing that's like, like this little flag that he's got like sticking out of him, that is just like um I don't know, like a signal for connection like an SOS for for bonding that. Sonia picks up like I think like the first like big speech about the about the environment is Sonia like getting too excited talking about the things that Astrov says that are so beautiful. And it is a like a speech that's very similar to that about like the value of unspoiled beauty and all that. Right. And like Astrov has his moments like clearly like that soul is still there, but he doesn't bring it up until until he's like trying to show Yelena his things like just like as <laughs> like I don't know like a pretense for flirting right but it's so interesting like I feel like the, the 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 degree to which he's given up or um or I don't know like I think it's interesting that he like he knows he realizes he, like he stops mid mid monologue like that bit I read like the very next line is like he cools off and like oh you don't actually care about any of this do you right but what does Yelena care about? Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's much he could have brought up to her that would have captured her interest. She seems just adrift, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like, the, like at, at that moment that she was in her life, like the only thing that really got her attention was having the attention of Astra. You know, I got to say, I, I was thinking about this and... Um, Having seen drive my car, I'm not. I'm, I'm surprised that there wasn't more actual adultery in this. Like, I was ready for some like actual cheating <laughs> on on people. Because uh, drive my car delivered in that respect. 
but <laughs> but it's crazy because cause, yeah drive my car is at least so crazy because yeah it has that big departure like mm-hmm. uncle vanya has a story where where helena is tragically loyal to her husband so it's like it's like the the very opposite um but he's still but there's still so much emotion that applies yeah yeah like all those scenes where um he's like reading the lines of uncle vanya and it's exactly what's happening to him emotionally at that moment yeah there was a second right where i um I can't, I wish I remembered what I was thinking when I had this thought or like what context it was in, but you, you know how, um, in the movie he gives the role of uncle Vanya in the play that he directs to the guy who he gives the guy that's, you know, da 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 with his wife, that role, you know? And there was a moment in reading uncle Vanya where like I connected it and I thought, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, Oh, I bet that's what he wanted him to know. You know what I mean? Like, that was the message he sent in, in giving him that role, you know, but I can't remember what the line was. I Now, for the life of me, I should have, like, noted it or something. Eh. The first line I remember um, coming off of Drive My Car is when Uncle Vanya talks about... Oh, no, no, Uncle Vanya's talking about being jealous of the professor for being such a Don Juan with women. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do recall that. Which, th- he's such a Don Juan, but he's... She, like, says 65 and has gout. Like, yeah, right. Sounds hot. It's all these former conquests. Like, it's just, like, this piling on of resentment. Right. And, of course, there's the one prize that he's... Yelling at, yeah. Yeah. t-shirt that says cremation is my last hope for a smoking hot body random thing i just saw on the internet anyway <laughs> I'd it. yeah I, th- I feel like that's easy for you to say corbin you're relatively speaking you're pretty buff no i don't do shit you do something no i don't live i'm not buff this is uh this is uncle vanya talking to Talking to Yelena. Like, you're a mermaid. You should be uh, swimming with the naiad. Is that what I'm saying to Corbin? Yeah, Corbin, you're a buff guy. You should be <laughs> snapping towels in the locker room. I don't know. What, what the fuck? What, what? Is that what I sound like? <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to do that. He's like, yeah, you, it's there. <laughs> Corbin, you're buff. Why aren't you playing football with the football players? <laughs> I've always wanted to. <laughs> When Sonia says to Yelena, you could do anything, you could teach. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just go out and teach? Pretty reasonable range of aspirations. Teacher, mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> mermaid that teaches. There's a, like, you know, there's a, there's a truth. Like, he's obviously speaking in, like, a very, like, you know, heightened poetic kind of sense when he's talking about the uh, mermaid thing. But it's funny, like, it's like this idealized thing that he uh prescribes to her yeah and sonia's is like um like you're in a rut basically like you know try you know applying yourself to something yeah i like the way that she described teaching isn't so hard if you just try it like (laughs) especially at that time there wasn't that many things to know if alexander can do it she can do it (laughs) especially if alexander can do it 
Yeah, Alexander's useless. Uh, I think it's telling that his dream when he's like uh, when he wakes up in in Act Two, he's like he had a dream that his legs weren't his own, and in a sense, yeah, like he's been carried his whole life. Oh yeah, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that. That's good. What a loser! All right, so what do we think of? Uh, I feel like we're winding. I feel like we're winding towards the end here. What, what do we think of waffles? What, what do we think of waffles? Yeah, is waffles just there to be like the the dumb idiot? What the fuck is an impoverished landowner? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the Maoist moment. Right, it was like waffles. Like his uncle sold the land right to Uncle Vanya's family. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And I guess, like, he came with it. Like, he, he inherited, like, the financial decisions of the people that came before him. Yeah, so now he just, like, lives there with them as a, a um, sh- shithead, a, an ugly man. Like, that's his... Yeah, it's so sad that like, he puts himself down to... Like, you get one moment where, like, he's in the town, but, like, someone in the town made fu- was making fun of him. Like, he's... yeah. And they, they're calling him lazy or something. And, like, then I was like, no, no, you work. But I guess it's, like, mostly, <laughs> like, whatever work he does, like, I bet, like, a large chunk of it is, um, I know that's not what emotional labor means, but Waffles, like, a lot of the work he does is, like, uh, um, play, the po- play, play a polka for the people who are sad in their house. Right. It's, like, stroke ego and even out everyone's mood. What other minor characters can we touch on? There was Nyan Nyan. Or Ooh, what's her name? Marina? <laughs> Marina. Though I like Nyan Nyan because it sounds like uh, it sounds like how how cat noises are in anime. <laughs> I don't I don't remember like her having many scenes except for when she's soothing the professor. Is that I her? I feel like there were like yeah, yeah, but I feel like there were like ten times where Sonya would like run over to her and be like, "Oh, Nanya, oh, poor Nanya." She'd just be sitting there though, usually like knitting or something. Now she's like, uh, she must have like done more to raise her than the professor. Oh, okay, that that would follow. That would follow because I was like, why is this character included if they're just gonna be there to knit? But that that does make sense. The yeah, I seem to get a, like. Hmm? Uh huh. I don't know, they all have a relationship that's constructive and taking care of the house. It doesn't seem like they're pulling rank on each other ever. Uh-huh. And, like, when the professor and Elena are about to leave, like, she's saying, like, things are going to settle down. We'll all go back to work. Yeah, I feel like we got to talk about, like, the ending speech. Is there anything we haven't gotten to other than that? Um, I feel like we've talked around Sonia and Elena's relationship, but... Yeah, my thought about it was, like, um... They have that, like, sort of antagonistic but then allies relationship that I feel like is, I don't know, it seems like a, you know, a pretty typical probably female relationship arc in, like, a story until they sort of have that moment where they're like, okay, well, let's just you and I be friends now and, like, open up to each other, you know? It's, it's a tough relationship to, to be in, at least their their context. Like, I, I, I can't imagine Sonya's that much younger than Helena. Yeah. That's true. Like, you know, even though they're friends, like, I don't think they, you know, they compete so much, but I get the sense that there's like, you know, like a disparity in attractiveness between them, obviously. And I think it probably like plays into the dynamic between them a bit, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Sonia sort of yelling out for like help in like the ways of like love and that, you know, 
Um, yeah. which, you know, is, is then complicated yeah. by the fact that <laughs> the exact man that she's referring to is deeply in love with Yelena as seemingly yeah. everyone is. That's like the, the saddest bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like to circle like way back to the beginning of our discussion, when we talk about like, um, Sonya being plain, I think there's that like second element where even though she sort of befriends Yelena, she's like constantly comparing herself to her. And, and how could you not when like seemingly everybody else is like come to a standstill in their life over this 27 year old woman, <laughs> including her father. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird to have like your old dad have like such a one young wife. Yeah, she was maybe the saddest character I felt because she she had the like best intentions and just like the worst like outcome. Um, but that probably leads well into us talking about her kind of final speech there. I mean, I, mean, it's just, I don't have it pulled up. She has such an, an optimism that in the end it'll all work out and she'll get her justice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that speech read like optimism to me. I mean, I, I think it did in a way. Do you know what I mean? But like, not in a way that like leads to any like derivable happiness, you know? Well, right. Say, like, well, is that... Uh-huh. It's not happiness in this context. It's happiness after she's dead, it, right? But what, how, how do you how do you live that way? I, I, <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't get the sense that like the suffering ends with that line. Like I don't get the sense that she's no. saying much to like lighten Vanya's heart in this moment because that's what she's attempting to do or whatever. What she's rather doing is kind of like yanking back the curtain on their situation at you know as a whole. Um, I I think like I, yeah, it's um, I don't know a, a, a soft humorism, I guess. Uh, it's yeah, uh-huh. they say we're not destined for any happiness while we live. Maybe maybe in the next life. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, how I read it. Like, yeah, right. Like the Protestant dream. Like, let's just suffer until until God makes us happy somehow. Yeah. Um, in, in death. I think, like, I just like the the one positive thing, I think that could maybe be is that there is value in the work that they're doing in the house that they're keeping up and the life they have with each other. I think maybe oh, combined yeah. with how she, you know, walked him off the edge of suicide. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does retain like a little bit of like the essence of Jordan Peterson's best point and it's that you'll probably be happier if you clean your room from time to time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, like, that one grain. That yeah, that one kernel of yeah, of truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it does one good to to get their shit together sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if you've been wallowing in like depression for six months or however long the visit of Alexander and Yelena was. But it's it's also like um like especially it's like it's something that Vanya needs to like Vanya's something that it's something he's aware of. I'm sure like he's had work be an escape because right after like they take the morphine, like he says to Sonia, like, I need to do some work. I need to focus on something. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But then like when Sonia like gives that little speech at the end. I've got it pulled up ready to read one. Um uh, Oh yeah, let's just throw that in. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, like, let me, uh, see if I, maybe I'll just read it and see if I still have the thought when we read it. Uh-huh. Um, but it seems like, uh, uh, it seems like a plan for, like, like a more of a zooming out, like, okay, today we can work, but what's the rest of it look like? 
Right. Well, like when I think in like a personal sense about like, like why, when I'm throwing myself into work to like overcome a problem, it's, it's a way of like expending energy, not of mm-hmm. solving the problem, you know? <laughs> It's a way to get out the zoomies that the anxiety causes indirectly, you know? So yeah. it's like uh, one can only work for so long, you know? <laughs> okay, uh, so Vanya says to Sonia, strokes her hair, I'm so unhappy, dear. If you only knew how unhappy I am. Sonia, I know, but we have to go on living. Pause. So I'm reading the stage directions because I don't, I don't know performance. Uh, you and I, Uncle Vanya, we have to go on living. The days will be slow and the nights will be long, but we'll take whatever fate sends us. We'll spend the rest of our lives doing other people's work for them. We won't know a minute's rest, and then when our time comes, we'll die. And when we're dead, we'll say that our lives were full of pain, and that we wept and suffered, and God will have pity on us. And then, Uncle, dear Uncle Vanya, we'll see a brand new life, all shining and beautiful. We'll be happy, and we'll look back on the pain we feel right now and we'll smile. And then we'll rest. I believe that, Uncle. I believe that with all my heart and soul. Kneels down by Vanya and puts her head on his, her head in his hands wearily. Then we'll rest. Teligan plays softly. We'll rest. We'll hear the angels singing. We'll see the diamonds of heaven, and all our earthly woes will vanish in a flood of compassion that overwhelms the world. And then everything will be calm, quiet, gentle as a loving hand. Wipes away his tears with her handkerchief. Poor Uncle Vanya, you're crying. Almost in tears, herself. I know how unhappy your life has been. But wait a while, just a little while, Uncle Vanya, and you and I will rest. Embraces him. We will. I know we will. We'll rest. I know we will. God, that does not read like optimism to me. I mean, she <laughs> maybe is optimistic, but not in a way that I can lend any legitimacy to, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like the tone of the story isn't. This seems pity from God <laughs> in the end. I, I, I don't think God is implied to have much pity. I, I how do I how do I put this? You could read this as like um like as the end of a very, very dark comedy where like if everyone has um flaws like Sonia's is just like kind of this doormat quality like given a few years too like since she's younger like maybe given a few years she'll be just as as bitter as Vanya is like she hasn't she doesn't realize the value of the life that she's throwing away I guess it's like um to me it presents no solution to their problems right like if they've all been waiting for like a solution in another person that will just make everything better then like what are they doing now like, you know, like, let's <laughs> wait for God to make us happy in death. Like, uh, it's just the same thing. Yeah. I guess, like, what just happened was that all these things that they could hang their hopes on before, like, all these illusions that they had are now stripped away. So now all they have is the rest of their lives to deal <laughs> to deal with. Yeah. Ah, sad ending. <laughs> sad book. Sad play. Yeah. Oh, I did want to shout out like just one moment of like pure comedy. Mm-hmm. There's this one like funny moment where Sonia and Yelena like have this coming together, and Sonia's like, "Can you play for me? Can you play piano for me?" And Yelena's like, "Ask your father. He gets very upset at night if it's okay if I play the piano." 
And it's this moment I think, oh, is Elena going to come out of her shell and all that? And Sonia goes away. She, um, Elena gives this monologue. And then when Sonia comes back, it's like, he said, he, he said no. And then that's like, act break. Oh, yeah. I I like that a lot. I mean, I, I didn't see that as a joke. But now that you say it, it is a joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I, I thought it just like contributed to the overall tone of things. It's just like a... <laughs> Like this overbearingly <laughs> negative. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, <laughs> and I kind of read. I kind of when I was reading it, it kind of read as a punchline a little bit. Like it had that feeling, you know, like the other shoe had dropped, you know, but it didn't feel like a pun. It felt more like a. I, I don't know. Like, like, like if it was a punchline, then the joke was like sick, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like a super sense. dry. It's super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which I mean, that's the point of it, obviously. But mm-hmm. I. I, I took it on its face, like more directly, as like, oh yeah, he, he just doesn't like he like he does not want that. He doesn't want to be bothered. He is this old guy with this <laughs> reasonable attitude towards music or whatever. Yeah, suppose it like art guy has like no patience for art. He wants to read about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If I was to be watching that as a play, like if it's supposed to, like be a joke, it's a. I, I feel like the the way to play it would be. It's supposed to land like a dead body. Like I don't think it's a, you know, it's supposed to be like a big laugh line. See, I took it almost as like dramatically meaningful in like a despairing way. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> on top of everything else you said now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I guess that's how. I... I guess like the way they say that, like um, like horror and comedy, like kind of rely on the same principles, like drama and you know, uh, a punchline and a gut punch are not too far away. And that, I don't mean that as just a pun. That's definitely true. What was it two was it two genres before? It was either always a tragedy or a comedy back then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if a tragedy ends with like You forgot about the third one, mockumentaries. <laughs> 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 but anyways, uh not to belabor the comedy thing. You brought up the ending and it made me think like the way it ends is like the saddest, like back to normal. Like it's the Simpsons back at the couch. Well right. But straight up, I think that's why Vanya's crying. I think that's why Vanya's crying. Like, I, again, this last scene I'm, I'm taking with, like, no optimism. I think he's crying because mm-hmm. he realizes she's, like, you know, in some way, like, like if that's all there is, then what's the point? Like, suicide mm-hmm. would have been better. <laughs> Jeez. Oops, sorry, guys. <laughs> to end on a sad note. But there is, like, one aspect, like, so about Sonia's speech that I'm thinking of now is the sea of compassion that she talked about. Mm-hmm. That, like, some divine witness will make beauty out of the suffering. Oh, yeah. It was very Wallace Stevens ever. Hmm? Yeah, I was just thinking of a poem. That's all right. Oh, I'd love to, I'd <laughs> like to see it, like, if you want to um, find it. Yeah, it's it's only tangentially related. I, 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 I Some other time. But... Uh, the freshman English paper thing i might throw out now is you know in a sense there is a divine witness like this suffering has been rendered into art by chekhov to be for you know an audience to yeah (laughs) for the viewers at home Uh, (laughs) um you know and then with the professor being an art critic like maybe there's a like beauty is talked about a lot and so like maybe there is some redemption in beauty and you can see, like, the limits of that, certainly, in this play. Or, like, in the lives of the people in this play. Right, my girl playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. unfortunately. 
Um, so she is like finding beauty in her suffering. It's like a very, a very like Christian concept. Ugh. But yeah, if I wanted like to expand it a little bit, maybe it's just in general like we want to be seen by others. Like her, like with her, her, her pain with Astrov isn't just that she that he rejects her love, is that he sees right through her in her own words. And Astrov. Oh, no, sorry, it's alright, and Vanya, right? Like, with the bit we read, he's like, if only you knew how sad I am. I don't know how optimistic it is, but at the very least, like, you know, like, Sonia at least, like, has a, has a hint, you know? She at least, like, can make a pretty good guess about how sad he is, given that they have to live the same sad life together, but at least they can each appreciate it in one another. Right. I keep going back to, I think, like, my favorite scene, I guess, I keep bringing it up, is Yelena and, and Sonia. Sonia asks... Yelena, if she's happy and she says no, and that's when they start laughing together, and she's like, "I don't know why I'm so happy." Right, right. All right. So did we? Uh, did we do an Uncle Vanya then? I feel like we. I feel like we did an Uncle Vanya. This was a good one. Brutal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if it wasn't for like, like the emotional it. toll it might take, I'd be tempted to be like, uh, let's just like run through all of Chekhov's output. Like he doesn't have that much, so we could conceivably do it. Oh yeah, no, that felt a little bit like self harm to read that in like a day and a half. <laughs> that was that was hardcore. Hopefully, I'm trying to take it as like a wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, I don't know. At the very least, maybe I want to. I want to like that if I if <laughs> that that would be worthy of someone's compassion instead of being like, oh, this is mid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it'd be oh. nice to not be so plain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did an Uncle Vanya. Right. If you're out there, you can comment on YouTube. You can send us an email at eveningspleasant at gmail.com. Um, we're going to be switching to a bi-weekly schedule. Hopefully, like, I think this will be a, a good way for us to be able to get like more, get more, go more in-depth into like larger chunks of... Honestly, it'll allow us to tackle more ambitious projects as well. Like, I see no reason not to mention that we're like um, sort of planning on you know, doing something with House of Leaves, but in order to do that, we need to be able to, like, put out things and then also read that in the background. I just, you know, yeah. harm in saying that. Also because it's exciting. House of Leaves is cool. But obviously it's very dense and very difficult, so we <laughs> want to just be able to approach that with as much, um, you know, energy as we have. Yeah, I want to make a good show out of it. Yeah, exactly, so. Yeah, uh, like, comment, subscribe. This has been uh, Roberto. And Hannah. And Corbin. Sign it off. All right, have a pleasant evening. Yeah, he said the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>